is a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. And we should have been joining you on the week when football is so dead, so the, the sport of football is so dead, that a hearse ended up on the pitch in Gateshead. Hmm. Which makes it sound like the, the club was going, oh, this this game is going so badly, the halftime entertainment was get a hearse out with pictures of our players on it. No, it was <laughs> it was like a robbery or something, and they just bailed out of the hearse on a football pitch. But... That was last week. That's not this week, dear listener. This week, well, I can only apologise. Because we were supposed to be here a week last week. We, we didn't do it. Life happened. So instead, we're going to give you this fine podcast, not only in the usual audio form, but if you listen to us on Spotify or you view it on YouTube, you'll get to see my good self in visual form. <laughs> Even I don't want to look at that. But it is an option available to you, dear listener. Jenny is looking at me like I'm absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts, Jenny. Well, yeah, it's all right. People can see what you look like, can't they? As long as they can't see what I look like. Why would you not want them to see what you look like? I think I'd scare people to death. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's true. And remember, I, I do have to look at you good self. You, can, you can't even see the back of her head, dear listener. You might think she's AI made up. Even with <laughs> no. this video evidence that I'm alive and real. Uh, but no, uh, we, we are to continue with this podcast and you will continue to get it in audio form on whatever normal way you get it mm. but in positive news the post bag has arrived and because it has been a couple of weeks it's a bit more bulging than usual mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's quite it's quite hefty we post bag now because it's been so long we're going to have to go back in time mm. and the usual vehicle you use to travel in time would be the DeLorean yeah, the silver-looking car. It's a mm. bit weird and nobody actually wanted to drive, but looks a bit cool and futuristic. <laughs> that, that's what you usually use. We do not have the budget for that, dear listener. I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend we have the budget for that. So instead, we have built a time-travelling Vauxhall Nova, <laughs> complete with mismatching panels as well. In red. In red. Mm. Well, various shades of red. Because yeah. parts have been repainted and changed as, you know, we've crashed bits of it and flipped it a few times and... Yeah, but it's got the time travel bits in it, so we can go back in time, not one, not two, but three weeks to ask you the question, what have you lost interest in that you used to love? So it's the sort of thing you used to pour all your love and attention into, and then it's, oh, well, I can't be bothered with it nowadays. Yeah. You know the sort of thing I'm on about, mm. don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, even Overton be as, uh, even, uh, I'll try that in English. That'd be a good start. Ian Overton has been in touch to say definitely football. Right. I've never liked football. Well, I'm not a big football fan, I'll admit. The last time I went to see a game was with the Pars, which you deal with, I probably haven't even heard of the Pars. It's Dunfermline Athletic, playing the Scottish Premier League, which is like Sunday division in England or something like that. It's Mm. sort of the skill sets. And that was decades ago now. I still lived in Scotland at the time, let's put it that way. So yeah, Dean Overton saying definitely football. The only time we really talk about it is how drab the game has become. Our cats are far more interesting, which gives me a cunning idea because it is the gap in the football season between the old season and the new one. Mm-hmm. They get a little summer holiday, don't they? Yeah. So I've been thinking about it. how could we combine cats, which is what he's talking about, and football? Hmm. Kitty football. Yeah. So you get uh, 11 cats on each side of the pitch, you put a football in the middle, and if any of them score a goal, they're the absolute winner of the game. Sounds very simple, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's going to go one of two ways when we do that. One of them is absolutely nothing happens, 
or the second one is they chase it around a bit and then they do the bum shake thing. Which if you don't have a cat, will make absolutely no sense. Go, why, why would a cat shake its bum? <laughs> and it's to do with when they, when they attack prey. So whether it's a toy or a real critter or whatever, they, they need to make sure it's definitely no longer with us, I think is the play mm. way you put it, isn't it? Yeah. So they need to have that assurance. So what they do is they'll bat it around a bit and then they'll flip round and then slam their bottom into it at a rate of knots. It's just bang. They're, and then when they get down, they shuggle from side to side. Yeah. Just to make sure it's definitely no longer. So I imagine they'd be doing that with the football as well. <laughs> that's, that's how I think it will go down. So we've gone back in time to three weeks. We're going to go forward in time to two weeks ago now. Mm. So get back into our Vauxhall Nova, move up the road a little bit, 88 miles an hour which would be an impressive speed to get it to. <laughs> it would. But to be fair, I did manage to get an old Nissan Micra to 90 once. Oh, wow. It felt like it was rattling apart and falling apart. And I, I, I should probably say it definitely didn't happen on a motorway in Britain. Honestly, it didn't happen there. <laughs> um, but it was kind of funny because it was a van that he was going 65. So he goes to overtake and he's going, oh, I'm not getting overtaken by a Nissan Micra. <laughs> so he speed up. So I pull back in, he slows down come out again speed up we get up to 80 we get up to 90 my car's jumping around all over the shop just about staying on the road so I'm like oh forget it and I get off at the next service station have a drink or whatever it is get back on the road and about half a mile down the road he's pulled over by undercover police so I'm guessing he played the same game with somebody else and learned the hard way it's not a good game to play but anyway yes going to two weeks ago we asked what have you owned that you look back on now is, well, uncool. You, you're going to go, oh, did I really have or do one of those? Yes. So slap ups has been touching. Sadly for me, it's the period when I went out and about with my trachydax, that's tracksuit pants, tucked into my socks, which were fluoro and different colours, like one yellow, one pink, and orange and green. Mm-hmm. Fluorescent, which means when the police are chasing you, they don't even have to try. <laughs> they, they just d- travel in the direction of the blinding light and they yeah. will catch you when you've been shoplifting. It's, it, it's brilliant planning there. Now, here's a little pro tip that I learned, right? Talking about tracksuits. I had a workplace once where they suddenly decided that we were going to have uniforms. They decided, you know, we are going to have uniforms. It's going to be branded. It's going to happen. We then pitched back to them. Wouldn't it be great to have branded shell suits? <laughs> they decided it wasn't a good plan. So there's your pro tip. If, if your employer's going to turn and say you need to wear a uniform, pitch branded shell suits, see how it goes. It'll go one of two ways. One, you'll be lucky like us and you won't have to wear a uniform. Or number two... You will be running around in a, a shell suit and then everything you touch will get zapped with static electricity. Nice. So you, you know, you go to meet a customer or something and bzzz, Yeah. Or you, you, you go to lift the telephone and bzzz, Or you go to type something in the computer bzzz, and you'll destroy so much equipment they'll give up on it. That's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how you go look at it. That's the cunning plan. That's thinking ahead, that one. Also being in touch is Matthew Summer saying, my guitars, which are gathering dust. Not the guitars were uncool. I don't know. Guitars do one of two things. They either gather dust or they play Wonderwall. I've never seen a guitar do anything else. That's all they ever do in the world. Uh, but Matthew Summers is saying how he strutted about on stage and thought I'd be a rock star one day. He'd be a big performer, be a rock star uh, while, he was in, while he was in band when he was younger. 
Oh dear, oh dear. Which is reminding me, I need to go book some keyboard lessons. I'm not talking about like computer keyboard, because that would be a bit weird, a bit strange. Why would you need lessons for a computer keyboard? Yeah. I'm talking about the, the Casio special that you can then get your 10 quid from the working man's club. At the <laughs> That's, it's one of these things I've been meaning to learn. I actually started to learn on my own from a book. Got as far as a bad rendition of green sleeves mm-hmm. and kind of gave up. So I think I need something a bit more organised, a bit more... So what's going to happen now, dear listener, is now that I've said it out loud, I will forget about it for six months, and then I'll pop back into mind and go, oh, yeah, I need to go back, uh, book some uh, keyboard lessons. And then I'll never get around to it. I'll just go around in a cycle like that. And yeah, I just need to get on top of it. I need to sort my life out. That's what it is. Uh, also be in touch seeing uh, Ian Overton. I don't think he t- got in touch saying even, even Overton got in touch uh, saying my entire wardrobe before I met my wife. Now you see, there is a trick. And my trick is to dress as the generic over 30s gentleman. That, in Britain, that consists of the uniform, which is a checked shirt in blue, black or red. That is your entire choice of colours and you wear plain trousers and shooters with it. Mm. The problem is that everyone that you bump into that's in the same age bracket wears the same free shirts from the same two shops. You can literally go into, oh, oh no, we've worn the same thing. Oh, no, we've worn the same thing. <laughs> you know, kind of like, it's supposed to be a thing where women get upset that they, you know, they're wearing the same dress. Mm. I don't think that's true, but it's, it's one of these tropes, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. If that applied to men, it'd be a disaster. We wouldn't go anywhere because we all wear the same free shirts <laughs> and the same free colours. <laughs> we'd be in real trouble uh, age has also been in touch saying back when I was younger and somewhat more daring I'm imagining he's uh, going all evil Knievel here <laughs> going to jump off of something to go over something I'm not sure that's the, the fact but that's what we'll, that's the image I'll go with in my mind so back when I was younger somewhat daring and also a short hair I thought it was, I was the coolest thing when I'd only got one side of my hair shaved and wearing two cross earrings so I could say I've been double crossed. <laughs> boom, boom. Like Basil brushed it. Uh, then I, when I hear about, the, you know, shaved up the sides, mm. the only haircut I've got in my mind at the moment is the broccoli haircut, yeah. which is, seems to be very popular. And that is you look like a, st- a, a sprig of broccoli because you've got the smooth sides and then the curly on top. <laughs> I'm never going to do it, but uh, that is what I picture in my mind when I hear people talk about haircuts like that. And finally, on a completely different topic, Cheryl's been in touch, saying, I eat my pizza with a knife and fork if it's a bit hard. That mean bird? That's how I deliver my pizzas. <laughs> what I tend to do is I put them in the oven, forget about them, and then it's, oh, it, it's charcoal. And I guess I, I could then argue it's a good reason to eat it with a knife and fork. But even if I do manage to remember it and get it out before it's charcoal... I still occasionally eat a pizza with a knife and fork. I don't know whether that's a normal thing, a posh thing, a weird thing. I'm trying try to get a picture of it. So I, there's at least one other person that does it. Mm. And on that positive <laughs> note, let's have a wee natter. You ever get that feeling where you go somewhere that you're just not in a place for you? You are in the wrong place. You shouldn't be there. Yeah, maybe a posh restaurant or something. A posh restaurant? Yeah. So what would you class as a posh restaurant? Because everyone has a different skill for this. There are people in the world that think Wimpy's a posh restaurant <laughs> because you get waiter service and you're sitting down. There are people in this world who don't think it's a posh restaurant until it's got Michelin stars. So where where's your cut-off for posh restaurant? I 
don't know, maybe like at the Ritz or something. Maybe would I? I'd like to go, but I don't know if I'd fit in. You'd like to go to the Ritz? Yeah, I'd like to have afternoon tea at the Ritz. This, dear listener, is me finding out that I'm going to have to find a way of paying for afternoon tea at the Ritz somehow. <laughs> I suspect it'll involve a remortgaging, but I'm sure we'll find Or the Savoy. Or, uh, just, just pick all the cheap places. <laughs> you know, you could get, I'm sure you could get afternoon tea at McDonald's, can't you? Yeah, I'm sure they do that no. sort of thing. No, no, it was rough a shot. But the reason I bring this up is about a year ago... We do have a rumbling noise in the background. Well, I'm just thinking, I don't know, is that the neighbour having the grass cut? But it's been absolutely pouring it down, so I'm not sure. I don't know if, it, if you can hear that. The engine, the engine has just stopped. And I'm, I'm guessing, dear listener, because Jenny's right, it has been absolutely pouring these last couple of weeks, which if you're in Britain, you already know that because you've been watching the news and seeing everywhere else has got sunshine and we don't. So what if, the reason that the lawnmower's probably just stopped is because they've ripped half their lawn up. And it, the lawnmower's just completely enveloped in ripped-up grass. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Tire marks all over the grass. Well, indeed, indeed. And, and talking about tire marks and grass, the place that I fell out of place, and it was a work do about a year ago, a previous employer, and it was one of those things where they have a summer get-together, they'll put some food on, a bit of entertainment, and, a, you know, it's supposed to be, a, you know, building the team spawned and all that kind of mm. stuff. A bit of fun... A, do you enjoy the sort of things, or how do, how do you find these sort of corporate? I don't care? like them. Really? No. Even if they're paying all the bills and bringing them um, along. It depends, isn't it? If they try and get you to do like team building stuff, and mm. um, that's well, I don't know. I feel like I've always been part of a team anyway, but I don't need no team building for I me. To... Need, I don't need no team. I can do. And I don't like myself. them stupid post-it notes that they stick on your head, and you got to guess what each other is. These icebreaker things. Ah, um, that was going to be the second half of the show <laughs> because we have a vid- video element this week. So I thought, you know, we'll do that, that game with this sticking the head on. The- no, no, no. no oh dear. Well, I did one of those, and uh, ended up they were doing it in a polo club of all the places, <laughs> which is. It's quite quite posh. <laughs> yeah. It it didn't feel like it once you were in the building, but it, well, until you looked at the wall of faces that were, you know, when they've got all the pictures of here's all the people that visited us, mm. and you recognise someone in every picture, not because you know them, but because you've seen them on the telly or the news or whatever. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, it's one of those places. Um, so I do I do remember going to that, and I felt really so out of place. The moment I was on site, I was expecting to get the boots. I was expecting <laughs> to get a heave ho. And that's because I used to live near a golf course at one point. And as a kid, we used to sneak onto the course, grab the golf balls that were out of bounds, clean them up, and then sell them on to golfers for a few pennies. <laughs> Not only near sharp prices, but enough for mm. a bit of pocket money. And we'd get chased off the course for it, because they didn't want you to do it. Admittedly, it was really cheeky when, on occasion, we did use the golf ball washers they had on the course, the ones where you can dunk oh, it in. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, that was properly cheeky. I, 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 <laughs> we did we did deserve to get kicked off at that point. The other one I did feel out of place, and it was more because of the people that turned up than because of the place. But I used to work in Birmingham. I know, for my sins, I can only, you know, I had to, I had to suffer. Um, so uh, central Birmingham, and the Tory party conference was in. So I've just do, been doing my lo- doing my work in scruff gear. So it was like t-shirts and work trousers with tools hanging out and all that sort of stuff. And we got into the sandwich shop 
And of course, they've ju- they've just stopped all their conference for lunch about that sort of time as well. Mm. Um, so we're in the queue waiting to get our lunch, and then in pour all these people all suited and booted, all looking a bit smart and all that, all looking down their nose at it and going, "What are you doing in here?" Oh. Yeah, charming. I, my money's as good as yours, mate. I'm yeah, here for yeah. my lunch. Should have got the little back off me. <laughs> <laughs> so so weirdly, I have been. T- being in the vicinity of a Tory party conference, when I, I have no interest in that, that part of the world at all. So, uh, yeah, it was it was an experience, yeah. I must say. <laughs> so you, you've had a moment or two like that where you just felt out of place. Mm. You felt they like were in the wrong place. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. What's the most out of place place you've ever been or ever felt? A couple of ways to get in touch on Spotify. If you're watching the episode that listen to right now on Spotify, the top of the episode, you can press the... Uh, the question it appears at the top. You can do it on there, and you can stick an answer in there. And by magic, it appears on our computer. It is top quality magic. Your other options are on socials at Solid Radio UK or at Solid City, and tell us the most out of place you've ever felt. I have some old because it's a few weeks ago now, but very big news for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? You made me a cup of tea. I have not made Jenny a cup of tea, dear listener. That is not the news. <laughs> but it turns out Victoria, that's the area in Australia, not a person. <laughs> be a bit strange to just go Victoria and then not say who it is. Hmm. So we're talking about Victoria, Australia. Have pulled out of the Commonwealth Games. Yes, why? Well, uh, I guess it was a money thing, if I remember correctly. But it did get me wondering, you know, why are the Commonwealth Games still a thing? Mm. Because, you know, um, they, they, you've got the Olympics. Mm. They're every four years. And then the sort of Commonwealth Games come in the, the, the two years in between, don't between, they? Between, yeah. Yeah. But it's only certain countries that have been in the... It's just only countries the UK has invaded at some point. <laughs> They pretty much all declared that you know that they're no longer part of British, the British Empire now. Because to be quite frank, it's no longer a thing and no longer should be a thing. Mm-hmm. But you start to go, why is the Commonwealth Games still a thing? Because it is viewed. It shouldn't be like this, but it is viewed by a lot. I, I'd imagine even the sports people is. It's like a trial shot at the Olympics. You have got more chance of getting in the Commonwealth than you do the Olympics. Because it's a, it's a much smaller competition, so it got me thinking. You know, if it, it is available and anyone can host it, we should host it in the East Midlands. Oh, and we have all the top sporting venues, including a swimming pool. There's not quite Olympic standards. Not quite <laughs> Olympic standard. <laughs> you think I'm making it up, dear listener? Even Jenny thinks I'm making it up. But the the swim bars down the road here have been made smaller than Olympic standard. It were going to be Olympic standard. It was smaller than Olympic standard. So it wouldn't nick events off of another swimming pool further down the road. Oh, is that why? Yes. So they made the swimming pool nearest us smaller so that it couldn't happen. Oh. That's quite... That's that quite, was a thing. Quite weird, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So I think we should be hosting it at places like this where... Because the athletes will be used to doing it at proper lengths, won't they? Mm. So having to, you know, turn just that little bit early, it, it would bring some real competition to it. You know, and if, if we're going to go into the real competition bit... Pro sport can be a bit boring, can't it? Mm. You know, you watch them all doing the, whether it's the swimming or the running or whatever it is, they all do it fairly quickly and they all do it fairly professionally and not not much happens. Mm. Unless there's like a crash or something, which is a bit bad. You don't want to happen. So I think there should be two things. One, we need more Eddie the Eagle type stuff. <laughs> now, I don't mean like just one random person in a sport. What I think should happen is like a lottery 
Well, everyone in the country has entered. So the country that's hosting it, everyone that lives in the country has entered. Mm. It doesn't matter about your ability or your fitness levels or whatever. Everyone's entered. And then you're picked out of ballot and told, right, you're doing the 500 metres dash or whatever it is, or you're going to do shot putt or whatever. <laughs> and you have to do it alongside the, 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 the serious athletes. Just so we can get a benchmark of what, you know, human endeavour is versus what people like my good self who eat too many pies. Can do. That's, I'd love to see that. You know, Barry, and he, Barry from Eastwood gets selected at random, has a go. You see him up against, you know, Usain Bolt. That, that, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Just, just, just to get an idea just how fast they go, how, how good they are. Although that does remind me, my brother once... Because uh, this was with the air connection. This is a very long time ago now, do listen. Mm. But we got dragged to some sports event, which I was, admittedly, even as a kid, I was a bit chubby. I was no good at it. And my brother was slightly better, but he got dragged along as well. And we were forced to partake in all these different track and field events. And one of them was the discus. So that's the one where you get the disc shaped thing, you spin around a circle, and you let it go. Mm. And what happened is the judge only stood about five metres away. Because he's like, these kids have never done it before, no idea what they're doing, and the best they'll do is maybe a little bit just beyond their reach. Because <laughs> it's quite heavy, it's quite complicated. Yeah. So it does that, and it comes up to my brother's turn, he spins himself up, gets the speed up, <laughs> launches the discus. <laughs> now, it wasn't Olympic level or anything like that, but he launched it with a bit more vigour and force than a lot of the other kids did. And he ended up hitting the shins Ooh. of the judge who'd stood too close. And he got disqualified for that. <laughs> that's I, not fair, is that's it? That's outrageous because the judge was standing there. Yeah, so there you go. But if that's one category, the other category I'd love to see. So we've got amateur hour. I'd love to see the completely roided out, open, you can go nuts with whatever you want to do, the limits of body science, medical science, whatever. Mm. You know, that well, a lot of professional, well, I was about to say a lot of professional sports. Some professional sports have been like that in the past. Mm. I think cycling's the famous one, isn't it? But if you, rather than having that behind the scenes where some people are cheating, some people aren't, just have a completely open, you're going mad with the drugs category. <laughs> <laughs> you can have like completely roided out people, you know, running the 100 metres in two seconds. <laughs> just so we can see how far we can push human ability. <laughs> That's what I want to see. So I hate to hit a bum note here, dear listener, mm. but I got news on the internet, on Facebook, as you do these days. I learned that somebody I used to know, I haven't, haven't spoken to them in years, don't really know much about them nowadays, just mm. just see the odd post on Facebook every so often. Yeah. Last properly interacted with maybe a decade or two <laughs> ago. You know, it's that kind of thing. Somebody I used to know that is younger than me passed away this week. And it starts making you question your own morality a bit when mm. you start seeing that, isn't it? It's like, oh my God, he's... And they're, oh, oh, so you start getting to the point where every twinge that you have in your body, you start whittling, oh my God, is that me going to go as well? <laughs> <laughs> and you get over it quick enough, but that's something you got to go for. And that, that sort of pops into my mind, back to the days at the end of COVID, because my, my granddad passed away during COVID. It was quite, quite sad. Mm. And, you know, it was what it was. But we couldn't, we couldn't all turn up to ceremony. We ended up having to watch a funeral on the internet at home mm. which is a weird thing to do but we had the family get together years down the line to do the scattering of the ashes and so we all turn up to this park on the side of the river spay 
It's a nice, beautiful wee place. Mm. If you've never seen the River Spey, um, it is a nice place to go. There's lots of lovely tourist attractions. If you have been there, I'm sure you enjoyed the Whiskey Trail. That seems to be what everyone <laughs> there goes for. But I, I, family come from up that direction. That's my main reason for going up to that part of the world. So we're doing the, the, the scattering of the ashes. And it's like, okay, f- first grandchild has to go first. Uh-oh, that's me. <laughs> so there's just this bag or box or whatever it was of the ashes mm. and just a scoop thing that you expected to sort of launch it with. Now, this is Scotland. It was a sunny day, which does occasionally <laughs> happen. It's a rare thing. But it's a bit windy. Mm. So you go, you, you, you get lifted up, you then give it a throw, and it comes bra- blasting right back at you. <laughs> I'm sure everyone has done that that's been involved in ashes scattering has been had some blast back and it's not the most joyful thing in the world but you're then sitting there going oh my god ugh, I need to get it off and all that you need to clean up and so it got me wondering is there a better way of doing these things is there a better way of scattering ashes you still want it to be toned down enough that you know it it has the seriousness of the ceremony. Mm. You know, it, it, it does have that moment to it. But I've come up with a new invention, and it's tweaking a confetti cannon. Okay. You, know, you know, like they use it shows and things like that, where yeah. they'll, they'll, stand, they'll stand in front of the crowd and then they'll load it up with confetti and then poof, yeah. <laughs> and it sprays it across the... Mm. Maybe you need one of those that it plays the funeral march. <laughs> <laughs> out flies Nana you know it's how she would have wanted to go with a bang I don't see what a problem is and if we're touching on inventions I came up with another one so that is not my first invention dear listener it's nowhere near my first invention but the previous a couple of weeks ago Samantha Palmer was in touch asking for a way to get the dregs out of the cat food bags yeah the pouches which might apply to dog food as well so she's, yeah. she's sent a message saying, please say thank you to Mark for his suggestions for opening cat food so I came up with a number of options <laughs> if you want to see what they are go back a couple of episodes and I have to say I wasn't too keen on the exploding pouch idea <laughs> Samantha, we need to have a word about that. Uh, as I've just decorated the kitchen, however, Misty will be intrigued to see how the mangle pasta machine toothpaste squeezer hybrid develops. <laughs> it is something I'm working on. Although I was in, I think it was Dunelm or something like that the other day, and they, had, they genuinely have a, a toothpaste squeezing machine that you can buy now. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's in the bathroom. So to, for people who obviously don't understand, you could just roll it up and squeeze it at the end. They've got a dedicated machine for it. Yeah, so I just make it, that. get a couple of them so you can sort of chop them in half and glue mm. them together and make a bigger one. <laughs> and then that's the invention. So I will now go and build that for you, Samantha. And we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> Here on a Wee Natter podcast, or vodcast if you're watching it now as well on the internet, we like to ask the very difficult, very serious, very tough questions, mm. including why is making food so hard? <laughs> uh, you get a ton of practice because you have to make food for your dinner every day, don't you? Mm, yeah. Unless you somehow happen to magically shack up with someone that wants to do it for you. <laughs> but that, that just doesn't happen. Now, that's a made-up trope from the 1950s. <laughs> the reality is you will have to make food for the rest of your life once you get out of childhood. That's just reality. <laughs> But you do it all that time, and you still can't get it right. And the one that comes to mind is cooking just the right amount of pasta. 
Yeah, you're rubbish at that. No, because there, there is no way you can do it with scales <laughs> because the numbers it comes out with are absolute nonsense. Yeah. So you have to do it by guesswork. So you put the pan there, you pour some water in, you go, all right, that's about enough. And you'll start pouring the pasta in. Yeah. And you go, and that doesn't look enough for my dinner. <laughs> so you add a bit more water and a bit more pasta. And you keep doing that. Basically, the pot is so full that you start to stir it, bits will fall out of it. And you go, yeah, maybe I've got enough for my dinner now. That's the, that's the point you'll hit. And then you'll cook it. And, of course, pasta gets bigger when yeah. it cooks because it absorbs the water in. So you're left with even more pasta. So you're, <laughs> you were overestimating to start with how much pasta you think you could. And you get to the point where it's not going to fit on all the plates. And I said, so how do you get, how do you make sure you cook the right amount of pasta? I don't know. What, what is the solution to that? Because you could just say, oh, yeah, just put less in. But then you look at it while it's cooking and you go, that's not enough. And you add a bit more and you only add a bit more. And you, you will end up with too much again. Yeah. And the other one that I'm having trouble with for food, and this is another big one, diluting juice. <laughs> which if you're American I think it's called cordial isn't it that's the fancy term they like to use for it it's the one where you put a little bit of juice in the bottom squash. or squash that's you know that's the term we use here in United Kingdom in the Northern Iron so you put a bit of your squash your delight juice in the bottom and then you add the water and that gets it to the right flavour if you drink it raw you'll know about it, it <laughs> it's, just, it it's just strong strong flavour and you know Three weeks down the line, you'll still be burping Ribena flavour, whatever it is you <laughs> yeah. happen to buy. Now, I've just about managed to get diluting juice sorted through life. I've, I've sort of figured out what the right balance is, the amount to put in. Because I like it a little bit strong. I can't, I can't be doing it with two weeks. It's pointless at that point. Yeah. But the problem is, the supermarkets have gotten greedy now. And they've come out with quad, not double, not single... Quadruple strength. Oh, wow. Diluting juice. So you got to start all over again. So you got, put you got to put a tiny, tiny sliver in and you pour the water in. Guess how I found that out? You put too much in. I didn't realise it was quadruple strength. I no. put in a normal amount, poured <laughs> some water in, and my, my mouth just went... <laughs> like, like, like I'd eaten raw lemons by the dozen. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> the flavour just got to me. I will be tasting orange for months. <laughs> I haven't had orange in the house for weeks now. I can still <laughs> taste the orange flavour. <laughs> that was unfortunately we natter. I was Mark Steele. Across the table from me was... Jenny Steele. And we can only apologise, dear listener. But if you did happen to enjoy what you've just heard or viewed, as you can do on the internet nowadays because it's the high technology we have... If you enjoyed it, one of the things I want you to do is whatever platform you're on, remember to hit that subscribe button. And what happens then is some internet pixies get involved. And when this gets... I don't want to use the word I've been using for the new the new Twitter because they've changed Twitter to X now. Mm. And they try to come up with a word for tweets because you can't call it tweets if it's got nothing to do with birds. Mm. It's, got to be, it's got to have letter X in it. And the only word I can come up with is uh, excretion. <laughs> So, and that's what I think about when, when we do this fine podcast for you, dear listeners. So, uh, we excrete the podcast out. Yeah. I, I, there's probably a nicer word for that. There must be. The, the podcast <laughs> emanates out. And the moment it's made available, the internet pixies will deliver it directly to your lug holes or your eyeballs, whichever one it is that you <laughs> happen to go for. Just remember to hit the subscribe button and the magic happens. Mm. The other thing we ask is when you're out and about and you're speaking to your wheelbarrow dealer, remember to mention, oh, by the way, we're not on the podcast. And on that note, catch you next time. Bye.